You guys made it. You made it through Christmas. Moving forward to the new year. Did everyone have a good Christmas? I hope Santa brought you everything you asked for. If he didn't, I know that Jesus Christ has given you anything you could have ever imagined. So, yeah, for Jesus. But this is the third year that I get to lead us into the new year. They always bring the, yeah. So I am copywriting this. This is now New Year's Talks with Dustin. So expect this every year. I'll probably get fired now that I said that. But it was a good run. But uh, I'm so thankful you made it here at church. This is that, that week that absolutely nobody knows what's going on. There's no idea what day it is, if you wake up to go to work, or if you have a job anymore. Uh, but you made it to church, so plus one for you. We're excited you're here, but we're going to have some fun today. The timing of this message and the topic that we're going to be covering, coming right after Christmas, looking into the new year, I feel like God has a word for somebody in here, hopefully multiple people, but something's moving on. It's, it's the topics matching up with the worship. God has something in store for you. So I'm excited that you've joined us this morning, and I hope you're ready to have some change happen in your lives. So we have spent the last four weeks learning about this sermon series called Incarnation. Jesus coming down and joining us in everyday life and how that has shaped our lives. How God became flesh, which we just experienced this past Wednesday on Christmas Eve. Hopefully you're here for our performance, but you're able to see the birth of our Savior and what that meant to have a little baby born into this world such as our Savior and how that radically changed our lives for the better. We've been adopted into God's family. You're sitting next to your brothers and sisters in Christ and what it truly means to be a part of a family. I know some of us have kind of a tough home situation, but what a blessing to know that you are a part of such a, a beautiful family with a, a father that will always love you all your days of your life. We also learn about being brought the image of the invisible God. We learned about the Holy Spirit dwelling around us and giving us this power that we walk with. We also got to see the path of salvation for all believers path that we get to follow to experience something great. And we experience Jesus leaving heaven and becoming human. Now we get to experience why Jesus did in fact become human. Why he in fact walked this earth with us. How he being here could radically shape our lives for the better. So in this fifth week of incarnation, today's message title is called A Perfect Sacrifice for Sin. But I also have a little undertone with this as well. It's a perfect sacrifice for sin, but we're also going to be calling it the past is in the past. Over this whole message, you're going to be hearing those words because the past is in the past because of the sacrifice for sin that has been made by Jesus Christ. So I'm excited for this day. I hope you guys are too. I hope you guys know what you got yourselves into. <laughs> but we're going to have some fun. So if you guys can stand, I invite you to please stand. We're going to go through our memory verse one last time. If you brought your Bible, kudos to you. Open it up to John chapter 1. If not, it will be on the screens. It's also put into your journey app. But it's also your physical copy that you get walking through the door. So let's read John chapter 1 verse 14 
one last time. It says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Let's pray. Lord, we just humbly come before you. We're excited to learn more about you and see what this text is going to tell us today. Lord, we continue to just bring you into our lives. That it doesn't just stop with a Christmas season. That the moment that the lights come down, we shut Jesus out of our lives. No, we want to be fully engulfed with you. We want you to be a part of our everyday lives from here on out. So we ask you just to learn more about you. I ask you to open hearts, soften hearts, open our minds. Just let us be ready and willing to see what you want to do with this message. It's your name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and grab a seat. So, I'm known as the guy that kind of calls out everybody, so I like to keep that momentum going. So let's get to know each other, because we just said we're adopted into this family together. So let's have a show of hands. Who here has sinned before? For those that didn't raise your hand, number one New Year's resolution, thou shalt not lie for 2020. (laughs) You're all a bunch of sinners. Me too. We're sinners. It's a part of life. It's how do we respond to that sin is what's going to happen. I just wanted to get to know each other a little bit more. So, whether we like to admit it, we have sinned before. That doesn't mean you're currently sinning. If you are, this is a good message for you to learn from. But if you're done with that sin, we're going to be learning how to keep it there. But when we do sin, this guilty conscience is a tough thing to deal with. Something that will dwell within our minds when you least expect it. Something that never leaves you and you seem to carry it through every moment of your life. Even in church, many are unsure of their standing with God because of their past. Things that they had, they think defined them before has been carried through all these different moments. As we heard from the holidays, the ghosts of Christmas past can visit us at any moment. We can be flooded with emotion, emotions, we can be flooded with past rejections, we can be flooded with failures, we can be flooded with these feelings of sin that we continue to carry with us each and every day. We begin to wonder what we have done and if anyone else knows, it's why we couldn't raise our hand in church. We're fearful that it may leak out in the world and people will think other things about you. We wonder if God can truly forgive our past. We fall in this trap where we carry everything with us in these life books. Every single day we start something new and we sin. We, and we're trying to move past it. We write it down, though. I have sinned the day. I'm done with it, though. I'm going to move past it. But I'm going to carry it around and think about it from time to time because I never know if I'm going to come back to it. And we continue to fill up these notebooks of things that we've done in our past that we're not proud of, things that we've done in our past that we're ready to move forward from, but yet when we jot them down, we continue to carry them with us until they have a pretty impressive stack of weight that you're carrying with you. Instead of letting all of our sin go and all the problems that we carry around, We instead hitch it to ourselves and carry it through. 
So I'm going to ask the question, how much do we really believe in Jesus then? Okay. See, you should have learned from my last few sermons. I like a little feedback. You got a lot of, I'm not going to lie, the first service was pretty awesome. So they were, they were alive, and they are even not even awake yet. So you guys are awake, you've had coffee, so I need some feedback. So I'm going to rephrase this just a little bit more to see who's with me. How many of you believe in the power of Jesus Christ working in their lives? Okay. You guys are warming up. I promise it'll work. I'm proud of you guys. All right. So we've learned for the past four weeks this incarnation series. We've been experiencing the power of Jesus, what it means to have Jesus in our lives, what it means to walk with Jesus Christ, why he even came here in the first place. And now this message we get to learn, it wraps it all up with a pretty bow, the culmination of why Jesus Christ was here. And that's because he sacrificed himself for you. So you're sitting here right now, cleansed of all sins because of someone named Jesus. So that's a reason to get excited. So I want to speak about some of this power that he holds. I want to talk about the power of this incarnation that he has moving forward. So we shape this sermon series all based around the first part of Hebrews. So we're going to put it up on the screen, and you guys are going to follow along. And I just want to showcase some of the things that we've learned along the way to catch us up to the point of where we're going to be this morning. So in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, it says, In the past God spoke through the prophets to our ancestors in many times and in many ways. In these final days, though, he spoke to us through a son. God made a son the heir of everything and created the world through him. That sounds like power to me. The sun is the light of God's glory and the imprint of God's being. That sounds like power to me again. He maintains everything with his powerful message. It says it right there. After he carried out the cleansing of his people from his sins, he sat down at the right side of his highest majesty. That sounds like absolute power. That's where we're going to be studying today. So I want to go back and read it one more time. After he carried out the cleansing of people from their sins, he sat down at the right side of the highest majesty. And verse 4 says, And the Son became so much greater than the other messengers, such as angels, that he received a more important title than theirs. That sounds like power. We have a powerful Savior in Jesus Christ. We have a powerful Savior that can change the whole direction in our lives. And that's something we're going to learn about today. So we're going to fast forward to our text, and we're going to be studying Hebrews chapter 10. And it pretty much goes down into three sections. We're going to learn about the old and the past, and we're going to focus on that, what it means to have Jesus come in the middle of it all, and then the future of moving forward. So we have three sections moving forward. And right off the bat, I feel like God has a word to use for someone, so I'm excited. So we're going to start Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. It says, the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come, not the good things themselves. So I was studying this, getting ready for this message. This just began to jump off the pages to me. The old system under the law. See, the past is in the past. The past is there for a reason. Let's look at this verse. The old version, the past, was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come. 
This is not only an analogy for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but I believe this is a word given to us to prophesize what's going to happen to some people in this room today, that the goodness of 2020 is going to bring a whole new change, that we're going to be leaving whatever we have in the past right now and looking to a bright future moving forward. Amen? Amen. So I want you to... I want you to sit on this verse. I want you to, to highlight it. I want you to underline it. I want you to go home. And leading up to New Year's, I want you to revisit this verse. I want you to start looking of the good things to come in your life. We're able to see through Scripture the past happens, but there's always an outlook of something good coming forward. Never lose that, lose that outlook. So underline that. Take it home. But let's read it one more time. Get it all in context as we go down to verse 4. It says, the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come. Not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year. But they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped. For the worshipers would have been purified once for all time, and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. But instead, those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year. For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. See, in the past, there was this day called the Day of Atonement. And what would happen is the priests would come and lead this sacrifice. The Israelites would bring an animal with them and get ready to sacrifice them in hopes that they would then be cleansed free of all the junk that they brought forward. And it says in our scripture, year after year, time and time again. They would bring these sacrifices forward to try to get rid of their sin. I think this is, a, this is a tough system because they're sitting back and they're looking forward to this one year. They sin sometime during the year and they're like, that's all right. Day of Atonement's coming and I'm going to go give it all back to him. The problem being when you're hanging on to all this garbage walking through your life, when you're hanging on to all these sins, when you're hanging on to all these pains, when you're hanging on to everything that you have, you continue carrying it forward with you. You kind of forget about it because you say you're done with it. And then when you're coming to bring it forward, you're like, oh, yeah, I did that. I was a really bad person then. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I did that. And all these flooded emotions just come racing back to you. It says they were reminded of their sins year after year. They could never truly get rid of it. But they did this to follow the law in order to try to purify themselves from sin, in order to try to get closer to God. They were just hoping for this all to be finished. They were hoping for a chance to have a clean slate. They're hoping for a chance to move forward without the baggage. See, we carry this damage with us wherever we go. It's in modern times, too. We have this bag of life that we continue to carry with us. Wherever we go, we have our past with us because we don't know how to let things go. 
Whenever something happens where we hurt someone, we sin, something negative happens in our life, instead of leaving it on the table to get away from it, we instead decide to keep it with us. And our bag gets heavier and heavier and heavier. No matter where we go, no matter what relationship we walk into, no matter if we're with our kids, if we go to meet our coworkers, if we're living life, the moment we wake up, we have this strap to us. We continue taking everything with us. These people carried this around with them every single day until they could get there to this day of atonement to give it back. And it just brought everything right back to them. These people gathered to try to get right in their lives, to get rid of the failures, to get rid of the pain, to get rid of everything that had been weighing them down. But they didn't have the right recipe yet. No matter what they did, they couldn't shake this feeling. No matter what we do, we can't shake this feeling of what we have carried with us. I think it's kind of strange that even airlines have now put a limit on the baggage we can carry, and yet we don't mind strapping 15 duffel bags around our own neck to walk around life. What they really needed was forgiveness. What they really needed was forgiveness. And there's only one person, and there's only one way that you can get this forgiveness. And as the permanent It's the powerful, and it's the sin-destroying forgiveness that can only be given by Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Are you guys with me on there? The only way we can get forgiveness is from Jesus Christ being in our lives and what he did. That is the only way. The fact that year after year people had to go through this sacrifice, year after year they'd have to bring this forward and give to him, and then they would just pick it right back up and start going right through life again. He wants it over and done with. God doesn't want you to carry this around anymore. He wants you to move on from it. The past is something we can learn from, but it's also something that we leave in the past to move from. It's not meant to continue staying with you. This doesn't define you anymore. The sins that you've carried around your whole life saying, that's who I am, I can't move past this, that's a lie. That's a devil trying to tell you that. You need to move beyond that. God doesn't want this sin to follow you around. He doesn't want an annual sacrifice to try to make this possible. He wants you fresh and new like he sees you. He doesn't want it to be opened up. and He doesn't want you to dwell on it. He doesn't want you to worry about it. He doesn't want this a part of your life. And it says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it says it way better than I ever could. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. We are done with it. We go to him because he came to us. The past is the past. This was an old law that we, we moved away from. We saw in the text that we just read, this is an, an old system. This is an old you. The reasons it's old is because there's something outdated. There's something not working with it. That's why we make changes to things in life. 
That's why there's new and improved systems that come out because there's something fixed, something that can make it better, more efficient. So this old you is done and we're moving into a brand new newness of what Jesus had planned for you. The old system before was a great law passed down, but Jesus had something so much more for us. We move on from the old way of doing things. And the author stated plainly, to move on, we need some help. It says in verse 4, For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Animal blood had no permanent help for human sins. See, God designed this system of sacrificial animals to point ahead to his provision for his son. Even God is showing us how to be in the past to look ahead to the future that is coming. He's setting an example. Look at what's happened here, but look at what's going to come in the future. Just keep looking forward. He designed the system as a sacrifice for his own son. An eternal God, his sacrifice has infinite value. As man, his sacrifice atones for our sins that no animal could ever do. Human sacrifice for all sin. The perfect sin. Or the perfect sacrifice for the sin in our lives. The mission in which Jesus was destined for. That's why he came to be with us. As we continue on with our text today in chapter 10, verses 5 and 6. That is why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given me a body to offer. You were not pleased with burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. He's already pointing back to the past. You didn't want these animal sacrifices, but look what Jesus says. But you have given me a body to offer. This wasn't originally a part of my message, but I think you guys need to hear it. If you are being trapped by your sin or your past, and not able to move forward, you think you're not good enough to move off that, to start moving up these steps, you're wrong because look at how loved you are. He has a body to offer to each and every one of us. It doesn't exclude anybody. He's talking right to you if you're in that dark spot. The past is in the past. And we start moving to the future in verses 7 through 10. It says, Then I said, Look, I have come to do your will, O God, as is written about me in the Scriptures. First Christ said, You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings or burnt offerings or other offerings for sin, nor were you pleased with them, though they are required by the law of Moses. Then he said, Look, I have come to do your will. He cancels the first covenant In order to put the second into effect. For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ. Once for all time. We get a brand new covenant. Because of what Jesus Christ did. The past is in the past. The old covenant did not work out anymore. So we have a brand new covenant moving forward. We have a brand new relationship with God. Why? Because he loves you so much and he wanted to be a part of your lives. We have a brand new chance of this brand new life to move forward. If we have a brand new covenant, why can't there be a brand new you? You're not meant to carry this stuff around anymore. Jesus comes to rewrite the book. 
We are being made holy in this instance. And I love how it finished that text too. Once for all time. This isn't something we have to keep going back to. We go from the old way to the new way. We go from the past to the present. We continue looking to the goodness that's moving forward. The animal sacrifices weren't getting the job done. We needed a new way. We needed a new system. Then enters Jesus. See, the cross was not an accident. It was not some unforeseen tragedy that took Jesus by surprise. It was not a temporary setback that God used for good. But the cross was God's predetermined plan before the beginning of time to deal with our sin. The Son of God would come in this world as a man, fulfill the obedience and the law of God, and sacrifice himself on our behalf. He sacrificed himself as a payment for our sins. That sounds like power to me. That sounds like a Savior that's invested in each and every one of us. That sounds like someone rallying behind you, ready to continue to push you to move forward past whatever's been holding you back. That sounds like someone that's going to be able to lighten this load for you, to start taking some of the books that you've put in there from the past sins. Year after year, we read that these people come forward. Year after year, they carried their past with them. Year after year, day after day. You know how tiring that's got to be? Carrying all this with them. You know how tiring it is because I know in this room there's some people being weighed down right at this moment. Year after year, we carry this baggage, we carry this guilt, we carry this past sin with us, letting it define us. Why? Why do we continue to bring this with us? As believers, most of us can pretty much understand what it means to be forgiven. We have been forgiven some point in our lives by someone we can also understand that Christ's death, death took our, our sins away. By placing our faith in him, we are saved in this relationship with God. Even though we may still sin after becoming a Christian, we know that when we turn to God with a repentant heart and we look ready to move past these things, we know that we're done with it. We should be done with it. We know when we give it to him, we say, I'm done with that. That doesn't define me anymore. We should be able to walk away from it instead of continuing to carry this with us every single step. Yet some people will discover that they can't find that reconciliation with God. You feel like this is keeping you at a distance from our Lord and Savior. This is stopping you from moving forward in your life. This is stopping you from making the changes that you said you've always wanted to do. No matter how often we confess 
how often we try to do good, we just can't be forgiven for our sins and our past. For some of us, it may seem like our sins are beyond God's forgiveness. We continue to carry the burdens of guilt along with us each and every day. From the moment we wake up to the moment we try to close our eyes that keeps us awake at night, thinking, being reminded of all that we carry with us. We feel like a permanent distance with God. Perhaps that's you today. Perhaps you're sitting there and you feel like the waters of guilt are just rushing over you. You feel like you're sinking in sorrow and regret. You're one of the people that feel like that one sin that you just can't get rid of. You always have to carry it. It always has to be a part of you. You feel like that's the one that God just won't let you get rid of. But I'm going to get real and I'm going to ask you guys something. Why are you limiting our Savior? Why do you think you're that one exception in life that that sin is so bad that God can't take care of it? By carrying around your sin and your baggage, by carrying this around, you are saying what Jesus did. By Jesus dying on our behalf, on the cross, taking everything was for nothing. If you continue to carry this around. That's how serious this is. He died on the cross. For who? For you and for me. He is talking directly into your heart. He wants you to move past this. There is no sin too bad that you cannot move past from. There is no darkness that you've been through that you can't find light in the future. If you look for Jesus, he will carry you through. If you look for Jesus, you can drop this at the doorstep and be done with it. You don't need to carry this around anymore. He wants you to move past it. How do we get there? In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 11 and 12, it says, Under the old covenant, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. But our high priest offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down in place of honor, at God's right hand. These two verses is a beautiful analogy for this whole message of the past and the new. We're able to see this priest where it says time and time again, day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again. So this priest would show up to work bright and early because church people like early for some reason, and they go, and they've come with their sacrifices, and they're going to stay there till sunset, day after day, time and time again. They are there. They are working. They're working hard. They're sweating. They're covered in blood. It's probably pretty gross, but they're there, and they know they have to do it again, and they know they're going to have to do it again. They know they're going to have to show up, and more people are going to be there. But I want you to look at what happens. Jesus comes down to be the perfect sacrifice for sin. He goes to the cross on our behalf. And what does the text say? 
that is good for all time. He sat down in place of honor at God's right hand. So this priest in the old system, not a lot of chairs at the sanctuary. He's standing, sweating, doing the whole thing. Jesus sacrifices himself. He's done. He then literally goes up and he's chilling because he's done. It is finished. He sacrificed himself. We don't have to continue trying to sacrifice. We don't have to try to keep finding the ways to make it possible. Jesus Christ made it possible. And now he's waiting for us to actually give everything back over to him. That is the power of Jesus Christ. A sacrifice for sins, good for all time. The past is the past. It's the end of the story. Jesus put an end to this annual sacrificing with this one perfect sacrifice. We are covered. We are good. This is the best insurance policy you could ever take out in life, is being having Jesus a part of your lives. As we close out our text today, verse 13 and 14, it says, There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. For by that one offering, he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. This is one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. And it comes all the way from Psalm 110. Yet again, another time where it's the past looking to the future. There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. For that one offering, he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. We, down here, for some reason, are worried. We worry every single day. We are stressed about every single situation. We continue to carry this every single moment that we go. Am I forgiven? Will I ever be able to move past this one thing that's been holding me down? Will I ever be able to move past these few things that have been holding me down? Why can't I shake what I have done? Does he really love me? What if this is not true? What do I do? Who do I look for? Worry, worry, worry. And Jesus Christ is up there sitting down because he's not worried about it at all. He came down to take care of the whole situation for you and for me. He takes all that baggage you're carrying, all this sin, all these problems, all these things that you continue to carry with you that get reminded each and every time. Every time you're trying to put it down, you pick it back up. He's taking all of this. He takes it. When you finally get to that right mindset, when you finally are ready to leave it all alone, when you finally believe in the power of Jesus Christ and what he can do, and you bring it to him, and you say, I'm done with it. I don't want the sin anymore. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to move from it anymore. He is up there. And it says he made a footstool for his feet. He is sitting down and he has his feet kicked up on the problems that defined you for all these years because he's the one that can take care of it. Everything that has defined you, every problem that you have carried with you, give that to Jesus. He has so much in store for you. He sees so many things in your future. 
He doesn't want you dragging down. He doesn't want you walking with the sorrow and this guilt. Whenever we say something like, I'm not a very good Christian, or I haven't sacrificed enough, I haven't given in the right way, we're missing the whole point. We just have to start looking for him. We have to start believing in him. We have to start understanding the power of Jesus Christ. Christ's sacrifice was perfect. It took care of it for us. We should think less of our imperfections and more about the perfections of our Savior. In him we have victory. In him we are counted as perfect. Because of the forgiveness he has given us, there is no further offering for sin. A perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some very imperfect people. I'm going to say it again because this is a this is a statement we need to go by. You want to know why why Jesus came? A perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some very imperfect people. We're not meant to be perfect, but we're meant to walk in his light. We're meant to try to mimic our Lord and Savior. He is perfect, so look to him. Christ's sacrifice was the end of all sacrifices. After Jesus' resurrection and ascension, he entered a presence of God and sat down, having completed his work, footstool and all. There's nothing else to do for our forgiveness of sin. Jesus sits at the right hand of God, reminding us that it's, we are not saved by what we have done, but only for what he has done. He has made peace between us and God. He has taken our guilt upon himself. He has conquered sin and death. Jesus didn't die for us. He died instead of us. He took our place. If you were a believer, remember the shout on the cross, it is finished. That was not a cry of defeat, but a declaration of victory. It's a victory cry because Jesus is seated on the throne and not lying in a tomb. That means everything we have been told is true. That no matter what you have done, you're able to move past from because Jesus has the power over that. So praise God in Christ that we have a perfect sacrifice for sin. And he's more than sufficient to save. But as we've been going through this text, and we see all the good things that Jesus has done. All this investment that he's done in our lives. All the power that he has. It's also a reminder at the end of verse 14 that we also have to do some things. It's not just take, take, take from Jesus. We also have to move forward. So in verse 14, it says those who are being made holy. Yeah, God's forgiven our sins. It is now our job to not continue to fill in up this bag throughout the year with all these different sins. It's our job to now move past where we wanted to start being. 
If you want to move back in a new future, a new outlook, a new way, you don't want to be defined from your past, move past it. Don't continue to do those things. You need to start moving forward. Don't continue to fall back in this temptation. We are not done yet. Those who are being made holy means we are a work in progress. We are being made into something. We are being made into the like image of Jesus Christ. So it's going to take work. It's going to take tears. It's going to take failures. It's going to take falling down sometimes to know that we trust in Jesus. So even though this gets full and we hand it over to him, we know Jesus is the one that's able to wash us free of all those things. The past is in the past. So we leave it there and walk in the newness of the future. But this means you stand perfect in the eyes of our Heavenly Father as we walk closer in the image that he always imagined for us. You can have confidence that you stand perfected and completed. Some of us need to hear that. You are perfect the way you are. But it doesn't mean there's not room for improvement. We are walking in the like image of Jesus Christ. You're moving away from your past imperfections toward more and more of God's goodness in your life. We're moving past the past. We're leaving it there. Because you know what I believe? When we leave it in the past and we're really ready to start moving forward, the 2 Corinthians says it perfectly. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, All things have become new. Old things have passed away. If you're done with it, you're done with it. Don't go back. Start moving forward to the goodness that was talked about at the beginning of the scripture. The goodness of what God had envisioned for you. Jesus Christ gave himself as the perfect sacrifice. So yes, the past is in the past. Let's look forward to the good things to come. Let's look forward moving forward. Yes, this is a a message that millions of churches are talking about new year, new you, moving forward. The reason they're talking about it is because it's true. Because Jesus, when he works in your life, he can make something new. It's the reason why he came down here. He saw the path we were going on. He's saying, you know what, i got to fix this. He took it all upon himself to make it happen. So everything that you've continued to walk around with, I want you to sit in your seat right now. And I want, to th- I want you to think about what you've been carrying around. And if you're that 1% of the sainthood people that have never sinned or done anything bad, kudos to you. Start thinking about other people because this message isn't meant for you then. You guys are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. There are people outside these walls that need to hear a message that Jesus loves them, that their past doesn't define them, and they want them to move forward. And they're too scared to come into a church because of their past. They think that if they walk through the doors, it's going to burn down. I'm not able to reach them. You are. So you need to take this message out moving forward, a message that Jesus loves them, the message that any sin that they have done, if they're truly done with it, they bring it before Jesus. They set it down because in the, the scripture says he is sitting up there with a footstool of everything defeated, everything that worried us, everything moving forward. And it looks to me like Jesus needs a little extra padding for his foot rest. I'm excited for this brand new year. And I'm not just saying that because I think we're finally getting it. I think we're finally getting who we walk with. 
I think we're finally getting the power. Over this whole five-week series, we finally began to understand that Jesus, yes, is here. He is a part of our lives. He can make new. He can make things happen. So if this is your time, get ready. Because God's ready to answer the call. Let's pray. Lord, we're so thankful for you. We can't even begin to thank you enough for the sacrifice that was given for us. A life laid down for our behalf. That's how much you love us. That's how much of a future you want for us and you dream for us and envision for us. Lord, I just want us to experience that. I want the chains and the restraints that have been holding us down from experience that to just break free, Lord. That we stop holding on to all this baggage and nonsense in our lives and just move on beyond it. We know that you came down to cleanse us of these sin. We should be done with it. So Lord, if there's someone in here today that have never experienced you, or if there's someone that needs a recommitment, someone that's just ready to move forward, I invite you to say this prayer with me. Lord, please forgive me. Come into my heart. Come into my soul. Be my Lord and Savior. I know that you died and you rose again after three days for me. You died on our behalf to cleanse us from all these sins. Help us move forward to never go back to that old place. Leave the past in the past. Give us the strength and the wisdom to keep moving forward with you. Help redirect our mind. Be my King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Guys, if you said that prayer, welcome into God's family. God has so many good things planned. I'm so excited to move forward in this new year to see what he's going to do and all the praises that are going to come from it. We lift this up to you. It's your name we pray. Amen.